and welcome to the Husker Cuzcast Sports Show. I'm your host, Patrick. The prodigal Pat returns! And with me are the terrible trio, the Three Stooges, the Groucho, Harpo, and Chico to my Zeppo. My co-host, cousins in crime, Tyler, Justin, and Derek. Oh, welcome back, Patrick. Thank God you're back to take over those horrible hosting duties. <laughs> Glad you're back, Patrick. We couldn't take another week of Justin hosting there. <laughs> Thanks, yes, yes. Th- thank you, Patrick. I-, I don't know if I could take hearing Tyler being called Patrick one more time. Mistaken <laughs> identities. Gotta love it. All right. Uh, stay tuned for um, info on our upcoming Bull Pick'em contest on Yahoo, where you take on the Cousins. Uh, we got a full slate here, uh, so we got a lot of topics to get into. We are recording this podcast on December 7th, 2016, so let's get right into it, gentlemen. Uh, our first topic is the bull selections were made uh, earlier this week on Sunday. Nebraska is in the Music City Bowl in Nashville. They are playing the Tennessee Volunteers on December 30th at 2.30. So, what do you guys think? You agree? Disagree? Excited? Lay it on me. Tyler, go ahead. Or, Justin, go ahead. Well, okay, before I get into the Tennessee game, I do have to give high praise to Cousin Derek here, who just killed a performance on the 4th and Too Much podcast last night. Derek, that was a great show. I listened to it. You know, 4th and thank Too you, Much, thank they, you. they are and, and, they're great. And, and let, let, let me just say thank you very much to the 4th and Too Much podcast. Casey, Sean, Tyler, you guys were awesome. The best, the best welcoming party I could have had. They listened to me. They let me talk. I, it was fun. It was a good time. I drank a lot of beer, but yeah. it was fun. We don't like when you talk, so I'm glad they appreciated it. But they are a fun <laughs> group of guys to listen to. I'm glad uh, they let you drink beer. <laughs> as long as There's they don't no have to pay that. for it. But uh, going back to the Tennessee, this bowl game, you know, I love this bowl game. This is a great opportunity for the Nebraska Cornhuskers to play in this game. The only thing that I got to say is, unfortunately, we cannot take the trophy of the championship of life because they've already sealed that deal. <laughs> you know, Good Bush job, Butch Jones. Yeah, way, way to go, Butch Jones. You got the championship of life. Uh, but I think uh, I, I, I love this matchup. Here we, got t- here we have Tennessee. They're uh, ranked in the – Playoff committee's top 25, but unranked in the coaches' poll and the AP poll. And then you have Nebraska, who's ranked in the AP and coaches' poll, but not ranked in the playoffs. Something has to give. I love this game. I think it's interesting about Tennessee. They've played 10 game, ten teams uh, with a winning record, or 500 and above at least. And But their two losses came to two 6-6 six and six teams, South Carolina and Vanderbilt. How do you do that? Yeah. Good thing you won the championship of life because you suck at football. <laughs> but it's going to be a fun matchup. I love it. A lot, a lot of history there with uh, Nebraska, Tennessee, 97, baby. Tyler, do you have anything to add to this metaphor fest? Well, I'm definitely excited for this game. You know, I don't know if I'm as excited as Justin is. I had my heart setting on a plan on a, in a 2018 next time we saw the Huskers, but, or 2017. Um, but no, I mean, I, it's going to be a good game. I mean, both of these teams, they started off hot. We were both top 10 at one point, um, and we both fell to the wayside. I mean, it should be a really good matchup in a, you know, a game that I think is definitely winnable for Nebraska to break the four loss mark. 
Derek, thoughts? Uh, you know, I, I, there was a lot of the bowl picks from the committee that, or not from the committee, but from the from the bowls themselves that I, I didn't I didn't appreciate. I, there's too many home games this year for for teams, and Tennessee being one of them. And I, I yeah. don't like. I, I, that's, I think that's the biggest reason I don't like this matchup. I mean, they're they're 180 miles away, two and a half hours. Do you We're think twelve that, hours away? I, and I don't like that. I, but, I, I, but do you think that they're going to bring it because they've been inconsistent this whole year? They've even been uh, inconsistent in Knoxville. So, but the but the problem is, is they finished strong. Well, outside of Vanderbilt, I guess. But they were averaging fifty points a game in their last four or five games. And Nebraska, we just totally choked in the last three out of our five games. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's well, the yeah. main reason we're playing on just in December instead of January. Is, is well, I mean, I I will say, I mean, you know, we'll get in the debate more about how we stack up against them, but this is standard South Southern football. I mean, all the bowl games are played in the South, and we dealt with that for years back in the '90s and '80s, playing all the Florida teams out in Florida. I mean, we were also be better teams different. back then. Um, well, well, I mean, we are playing better. We are playing better teams. Yeah. We are. I mean, Tennessee. Let's let's not forget. This is the same Tennessee team that almost lost to Appalachian State. I mean, this Tennessee. I don't think they're going to be overly excited. I want to be shocked to see more Husker fans in attendance than um, Tennessee fans. And you talk about proximity. That works in our favor because I think we're going to have a just as good a turnout, if not better, in Nashville than we would have down in Tampa. We do travel well, but I I just think that Poker drive. I, I just you think can make that, that drive from Lincoln. Thirteen hours, right? But I just think I, the, I, I, don't, I don't know if that makes a difference. I, I think Nebraska would have traveled to Florida just as much as they would have to Tennessee. I, I, I don't know if that really is a huge factor in how many Nebraska fans will be there. The, the fans that were going to be there were going to be there regardless. Who cares? Yeah, about I just the fans. Like, it's, they're, the fans aren't playing the damn game. You know, let's see if Mike Riley can get this team motivated to play this Tennessee that's decimated right now. They're they want to run their coach off. That's going to be the challenge, though, don't yeah, you think? How is sure. how is what 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 is Riley going to use as a motivating factor for the Huskers? Because as far as they're concerned, there's there's nothing to play for this season. They, he wants to steal their championship of life. He's a positive guy. <laughs> <laughs> we can take that. I think once that's awarded, it's pretty much just given. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's here's to winning the championship of life. All yeah. right, uh, is, moving. Is, is this is this uh, Butch Jones's way of giving participation trophies to his team? But he's not calling it a participation trophy. That's that's the key. But, but I mean, championship of life. I mean, that's pretty much what you're saying at that point, right? I don't know. It sounds like a sequel to Circle of Life to me, to be honest with you. Okay, so <laughs> moving on. Uh, we've got uh, a new coach in our midst. Uh, former Arizona Wildcat coach Donta Williams has joined the Husker uh, coaching staff. He's supposed to be a really good uh, recruiter. Uh, there was a tweet not too long ago where he says that we really nabbed a, a, a big one here. Uh, but my concern is, uh, are we putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable here? Are we not seeing the forest for the trees? Are we putting so much on the recruiting side that we're forgetting to coach up our own players here? Uh, what are your, what are you guys' thoughts? Uh, Tyler, we'll start with you. 
Well, I mean, you're exactly right when we talk about great recruiting. Uh, Ryan Barto from 24-7, who is one of the top recruiting analysis in the country, he says uh, he is one of the top two or three West Coast recruiters in the country. I mean, this guy is a stud. And I'm not going to sit here and say if I know he's going to be a great coach for us or not. Um, you know, I am shocked we're bringing in another DBs coach. I think Brian Stewart has done a pretty good job with our DBs. Um, and the fact that they're moving him over to safeties and allowing uh, Williams to coach corners, I'm a little bit shocked by that. But, you know, I, 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 you know, I will be interested to see what this brings for the – for the defense going forward, having a new defensive mind in the team. Derek? Well, I mean, bring up Brian Stewart and him doing a good job. Is he is he doing a good job? He had to have half of his job taken away to have Bank Mark Banker do it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to take away from the guy. I think he's a good recruiter. And, and Kazari, I completely understand what you're trying to say here. Are we putting too much emphasis on recruiting? Look, Bill Callahan had a top eight recruiting class in 2005. But at the end of the day, he couldn't coach them. So it's great to have some good recruiters. But if you can't coach them, it ends up doing you no good. I, I'm hoping that this coaching staff is better than that and that we can, can we can coach the talent that we're getting in. But we still have to get the talent in. Right now, we have a bunch of three stars and uh, a few a few four stars. We, we still don't have a great recruiting class yet, but there's a lot of time. I mean, we got two months to get some of these guys in. If we can get them in, that's great. But you still have to coach them. Justin, I think this guy's making it rain. Making four hundred thousand this year, four twenty five next year. He was making two hundred fifteen thousand at Arizona. He's making it rain. Uh, you know, Tyler was talking about how great of a recruiter he was. In 2014, he was the top recruit, top recruiter in the Mountain West Conference. I mean, he's 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 done a superb job in recruiting. He's done a superb job in coaching. And if he gets Greg Johnson, and God forbid, if he gets Joseph Lewis, both to come to Nebraska, that four hundred thousand dollar salary is well worth it. We just need to get the uh, the talent in Lincoln and. If he has those connections in LA, pay that guy some money. I, I don't I don't I'm not I don't doubt that he has gone out of the gate very, very strong. I agree. He has put out some offers. That's great. Uh, but I, I'm just concerned with uh, what's needed, especially in the bowl game, like the fact that we're splitting up the special teams uh, coaching amongst the uh, amongst uh, the assistants, it, it seems to me like we're we're kind of being spread thin as much as it is. Don't we need to concentrate on having an individual uh, doing the job? No, uh, no, absolutely not. Do you see what Bruce Reed did to our special teams? I don't he was who, who, he, he was an anomaly. Okay. I get it, but but, but we, he had how many years of experience? That's the problem. How many years of experience years did that guy have with Mike Riley? Okay, with Mike Riley, okay, look, I don't look, I don't know how long he did it before that, but the guy had a lot of experience coaching special teams, and that was the best you could do. Yeah. Okay, it doesn't bother me that we're going into the bowl game without a plan. What the problem is is I think the plan going forward is we're not going to have a special teams coordinator. Unless the NCAA rules allow us to have a 10th coach. 80% of college teams have a special teams coordinator. Well, why do you it, think it, that it, we're it, not it, going to? Just because we don't have a dedicated person with that 
title, somebody's going to handle special uh, special teams duties. Somebody will take that role. Who cares if it's not in this bowl game? We got three weeks to prepare. Let the coaches handle it, and then we'll worry about it later. I don't care if you bring in a guy. I don't want to see another guy come in under the the name with the name tag and nameplate that says special teams coordinator because that's a I, junk I, and a wasted well, position. I, I get it is not. Look at Michigan. Look at Michigan. Michigan this year is one of the few teams that have a sole special teams po- uh, coach. One of hey, the best teams in college we football. Ohio State. Ohio State. One of the few best teams. The best teams have this position. And, yes, okay, you can make him a safety slash special teams coordinator. But the fact that we're bringing in a coach that apparently is going to have no say in special teams and our plan is, hey, we're just going to wing it week to week and see what happens. That's, that's what we did under Bo Pelini. That's 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 what's that's our plan? A, tell me what the plan is. Tell me what – I don't know what the plan is. That's, that's a good, that's that's a good point that, that Tyler makes. Is that let, let, it's the let details, me ask, fellas? Let me ask you this: it's the details. We are missing out on the let, details when it comes to special teams, and I think we need to have someone help out Lightborn, particularly in this area, because he is a very definite weak link. Uh, we've got other Husker uh, punters out there that were successful. Why can't we bring Kyle Larson on as a specialist? Or we already have a specialist. We on can only hire so many. Baseball. Okay, you can only hire so many coaches. So. I mean, we're, we can't go hire a punting coach. I mean, you, that's what grad assistants are for—is to help with like early programs like that. But but what I True, but, but, on the side but, note of bringing in Williams, the the thing that I'm intrigued on is we brought in another California recruiter, and he's a great California recruiter. But we do pretty well out there as is. I, I kind of wish we had got a guy with a little bit more mid Midwest roots and. A guy that's going to go down to Texas and recruit big. Yeah, that's I think a good that's point. where the identity of the team needs to be. Yeah, that's a network that is very definitely needing some kind of connection right now. I'm all for the California. I think it's great, but we are forgetting about you know how fruitful Texas has been in Nebraska over the years. Um, and speaking of Texas, uh, we need to move from the local to the global, or at least the national here, because uh, we had some big-time changes in the coaching ranks. Uh, for instance, Tom Herman from Houston, he's going to uh, coach for the Longhorns. Ed Orgeron is going to LSU. Uh, Willie Taggart will be coaching at Oregon, and Matt Rule will be uh, going to Baylor. Uh, Derek? Justin, uh, do you guys have any thoughts regarding our coaching changes here? Well, I, you know, LSU, I, I'm not sold on Ed Orgeron. I, I don't like that hire. I don't think you're taking a step up. He, he wasn't a good head coach. And I don't know why a head coach ever hires that guy. Because every time that guy gets hired, he ends up an interim head coach. <laughs> you so if you hire that guy, you're about bound to get fired. <laughs> Do you think it was a safe hire for LSU to go after Orgeron, or do you think? Or... You you know the fa- the fans seem to like him. He's got that. He's from Louisiana. He's got that home home feel to him, I guess. But I I don't know. He just he he was a head coach at Ole Miss, and he did nothing. And I get I, I understand that that's a a tough place to coach, but you're you're the the interim head coach here at LSU and you did nothing more than what Les Miles was going to do. You went five and two. You, you did nothing more than what Les Miles was going to do. So, uh, Tom Herman, I, I think that's 
probably a good hire. But he's I definitely a Texas you're... boy. He'll have the connections, that's for sure. Maybe. But, but I think you're taking the same risk that you were taking with Char- with Charlie Strong and Oh, I just you're, ta- you're I taking think... a coach. You're taking a coach that doesn't have very much head coaching. But look at the success uh, he's had at Houston. You there is there any wonder that Texas went after him? Texas no, guy I get has it. connections. I yeah. get it. I get it. Uh, I, I was surprised PJ Fleckton get picked up by somebody big. I, I that that surprised me. That Western Michigan guy that you're high on? Yeah. Yes, yes. I I, I think that guy's a great coach. I do. He's young. He he, he seems to really relate with the players. He, he reminds be a really good recruiter. I, I, reminds me of Coach he seems, uh, of he Craig Bowen like, in a lot of ways. You know, just he, he, he seems like I, I think he would be a really good coach. But again, you were coaching at Western Michigan. I mean, the 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 competition level wasn't there. I get it. Yeah, but it's a good stepping off point, and I'm sure he'll have. Oh, definitely, definitely. And I think he'll still line. get hired somewhere else at a bigger job. Justin, what about right you? Now. Oh, real quick. I think Edward Jean will be run out in three years. I think Tom Herman will be run out in four years. I think <laughs> I think Willie Taggart will be run out in about meh, maybe three and a half years. And I think Matt Rule for Baylor, I think he is the best fit for Baylor. I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna do a tremendous job at Baylor. Yeah. So Well, I, I I think it's kinda of funny that you discount Willie Taggart at at Oregon. That guy well, he's a Florida guy. But but he he coached at Stanford and he he recruited Andrew Luck. Congratulations, you 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 coached up there for two years, but your bread and butter's been down in Florida. Try good luck getting all those Florida kids to come up to Oregon every year. So I think we're Look. all according to you, Justin. All the coaches will have a really fine tour of the campus at least. Yes, Will, Willie Willie Taggart to me. I, I will say this: Willie Taggart to me was. The Mike Riley hire of Oregon. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> every well, every I Oregon fan I, is sitting I back agree right with now, that, going, but I do agree. <laughs> he, look, every Oregon fan sitting back right now, going, "We hired who?" Yeah, uh, that, that was and the most surprising. Probably, hire. Probably, probably well, I think like all Justin I think all will be forgiven names. if uh, if if he can actually have Oregon kick extra points. Uh, so <laughs> let's uh, go on to uh, topic number three, which is the playoff matchups. Uh, we've got a uh, fairly good uh, collection here. Washington, Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State. Do you guys agree with those choices? Uh, Justin, we'll start with you. Well, I think one thing that the playoff committee has uh, shown us is uh, that they're very inconsistent. You know, it's going to depend from year to year whether they value the strength of schedule, i.e., Baylor, TCU getting penalized. And also whether or not, you know, you have a conference championship game and play in it, i.e. Baylor and TCU. Uh, But what I do like about this pick, and I do think that that they got it right, I think uh, they are stressing the value of the regular season, which I've always been a big, huge fan of the four-team playoff because Mm -hmm. that keeps the, the regular season intact. Yeah. And uh, with this, you know, Penn State, congratulations. You won the Big Ten. Surprised the hell out of me. Good job, James Franklin, because I thought you were a dud. <laughs> you won it. But you know what? 
don't be complaining that you're not in the playoff because you lost to Pitt and got school drug by Michigan. You know, it is what it is. You know, enjoy the Rose Bowl. It's a great bowl for you. But And it's a good stepping off point. Yeah, so I'm sure. sure. It's not the last we've heard of the Nittany Lions. I'm I hope sure. it is, though. I hope it is because we play them next year. <laughs> Tyler, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I mean, I you know, to the point, did the committee get it right? I mean, I think 100% they did. And, you know, Justin, you were talking about the changing equation year after year. I think what the committee showing is they're looking at the four best teams. And, and they're not going to say that, well, you have to win your conference title or you have to do this. They're looking at who's the best teams. And I think this year you look at the win-loss record, what each team accomplished, they got it right 100%. And in the final race, they had Penn State over Michigan. And I do not believe that had that mattered, had Washington lost to Colorado or Clemson lost to Virginia Tech, I think they put Michigan in over. Because I think what Michigan did in non-conference beating Colorado and what they did in conference the way they looked, I think they would have put Michigan in over Penn State. Derek? I, I, I disagree. I, I think if... if Washington had lost. I think Penn State would probably be in the playoffs. Look, they beat Ohio State. That's the, that's the only team out there right now that could say that. With, uh, Michigan has lost two of their last three games. They're 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 on a downhill trend, and Penn State's on an uphill trend. Right now, I think Penn State's probably playing better than what Michigan is. Now, I, I get the argument that oh, Michigan skull drug them. I, I get that. Uh, ultimately, I think the playoff committee got it right. You have to probably go with the the three one lost teams and the, and the undefeated team over the two and three lost teams. I mean, you, you have to you have to look at record to an extent. But but what they're proven to me this year, at least, and, and Justin, you're right, they are inconsistent. Well, what's proven to me this year is. The, the uh, conference championships don't mean a damn thing. Mm-hmm. I disagree. Why, why would you say that? Because Penn State and Wisconsin both had two losses. If, true, if it was true. apples to apples, and had Penn State beat Pittsburgh in the year and they had one loss, they would have been in the playoff over. It wasn't apples to apples this year. Conference but, 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 hold on, hold on. It's 100% true. Let's, but, but let's it wasn't just, let's just, apples to apples. Well, let's throw this scenario out there, though. Let's say, and I know it didn't happen. I know it wasn't even a good game. But let's just say for one second that Florida managed to come out with a win over Alabama. Were they still going to put Alabama in that game or in the playoffs? Yeah. But, but you're damn right they were. So, so all they're proving is that those championship games do not matter. There's so much what-ifs and conjecture here. It's pointless to talk about. Point is, we got some really good matchups coming up, and I'm sure we'll talk about them more Yeah, later but are date. they really good matchups, though? I mean, does anybody really think that Alabama-Washington game is a good matchup? I, I would do. say, I, I, I would I, say I, Washington's defense is going to give a game. I really do, and, and I, Washington I has a lot so. to prove here because this is kind of a redemptive game for Washington considering what the Trojans did to them earlier in the year. I mean, this... I mean, this could write the ship, basically. And then... Alabama dominated the worst SEC we have seen since before 2000. The SEC was garbage this year. Garbage? Alabama dominated... I I agree with that. 
and, 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 and we don't know how good Alabama is. That's the great thing about this four-team playoff. Is in the past, there's a lot of speculation going into the, who are the two best teams, who are the best conferences. Leave that to the side. Alabama will not have faced a passing team like Washington. Does Washington win? I don't know, but I think that's a damn good matchup. I think it's going to be more of a defensive battle, personally. But, yeah, I think Washington is explosive. But Alabama wins by 17. Oh, Alabama wins by about 40, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Well, again, we'll get to the more in-depth in the matchups later. It's a a Pac-12, and the Pac-12 is not good this year. Yeah, they were terrible. We'll move on I, to. I mean, they weren't. They weren't big big that more later. They were bad. Yeah, we'll they were. Big, to, they weren't Big Twelve bad. <laughs> we'll move on to our next topic, which is uh, Heisman talk. Uh, really, we, you know, we can run down all the choices. But what it comes down to is Lamar Jackson most likely will be the one to win the Heisman. Question I have for you guys: Does he deserve it? And uh, we'll start with you, Tyler. A hundred percent, yes. I mean, Lamar Jackson this year was a transcendent player. Transcendent? Transcendent player. We will be remembering this season from him for years to come. It was similar to Michael Vick when he was at Virginia Tech or Tim Tebow when he was at Florida. I mean, the guy is one of three players in college football history to have thrown for 30 touchdowns and ran for 20. He dominated Florida State. He went to the wire with Clemson. I mean, so where was he all late the, in the season? The big games, he showed up. And that's what the Heisman's about. It's about Heisman moment. Remember Eric Crouch did the pass against Oklahoma? That was a Heisman moment. Yeah. Uh, Justin, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Lamar Jackson is going to win it. I don't share in uh, Tyler's uh, complete enthusiasm. Yeah, I think yeah, he's I mean, – uh, he, he did, the he did ultra boy little, for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he had a little bit of a skid there towards the end of the year. I would but, say. Uh, but you know what? His stats, I mean, his passing, just passing alone, he ranked 11 in the nation. Rushing, rushing, he was 8th in the nation. And he's a damn quarterback. You team that up with all the uh, touchdowns that Tyler was talking about, I think the only person that you would think – of Heisman, when it comes down to the most outstanding college football player, would have to be Jabril Peppers. I mean, he's equally exciting because he played so many positions, like 15. He ranked third on Michigan with 751 all-purpose yards. That's a defensive player, guys. And he never had a drop-off. That's important to point out. He never had a bad game. It is, but he isn't going to win it. I hope he gets uh, all – yeah, he's not going to win it. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, unfortunately. Derek, do you have anything to add to this? Well, sure. Uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, I think the Heisman probably comes down to Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. Yeah, now, if I had a vote, Peppers would get my first-place vote all day. He is the only one who played consistently all year long, mm-hmm. and he played so many positions. The guy was everywhere on the field. He played linebacker. He played defensive end. He played defensive back. He played tight end, or not tight end, but wide receiver, slot receiver, quarterback, running back. The guy did everything. He he returned punts. He returned kicks. 
Mm-hmm. The guy did everything. And to me, that deserves a vote. And and, and you're, Derek, Derek, you're right. He did do everything. The question I ask you is, did he make Michigan a better team? If he was off that Michigan, if he was off that Michigan team, do they, is their record any different? Lamar Jackson carried Louisville to a nine and three record. I mean, he carried them to that record. He was explosive yeah, game in, game out. He, he, but you can't afford Dominic to have that many bad games. They lost three games, and you can't afford to have that many bad games. If you're going to be, if you're going to be a yes, but can you but can you put that on Jabril Peppers? Is the question? No, you can't. But you can't put those three losses on Lamar Jackson. And you could put the nine. No, you can't. Sure, you can. Derek, he had he had a lot of turnovers in those games that they lost. He He threw a lot of interceptions in those games. And he fumbled the ball a lot well, of Lamar times. Jackson put this is what it comes Louisville. down. This Lamar is what Jackson it put Louisville in a position to win that game at Clemson on the big, biggest stakes out there. They started out True, slow, but he, but but he, he also came threw like there. three interceptions against Houston. We yeah, and he floundered late. And it's like my favorite Buffy character says, "It ain't how you start; it's how you finish." And he finished poorly. Mm. And the Heisman voting is a fickle mistress, gentlemen. You gotta please them, and you gotta tease them late. If they, if you're not, they're gonna forget all about what you did earlier, and that's what it's gonna come down to. I don't think you're gonna win. If you're gonna win the Heisman as a defensive player, it's almost impossible to do. You have got to be a game changer. Dominican Sue didn't win the Heisman for us, and he was a game changer. He was arguably the most. It's not unheard of. Dominican Sue never played offense. Jabril Peppers he got some passes, but I, I'm tired of that. He he had a good year offensively. I he play, came in, made some plays offensively. But if you talk to a Michigan fan, they don't believe he was their best defensive player. I mean, he was a good player for them, but well, surely I mean, Harbaugh, the, the fact they, that he, he put him in so many positions where he could perform, and he and, and Harbaugh he is a smart man. Harbaugh was a smart smart man, and he was doing that to get future recruits. Jabril Peppers was a great player. He deserves to go to New York. But the talk of him even being in the same class as Lamar Jackson it is not, well, it's not fair. All right, I mean, so real quick, well, unfortunately, real quickly, unfortunately, the Heisman. Is going to be the most controversial Heisman in, in, in recent years? Do you guys think that? That this is going to be the most controversial no. Heisman in recent years? No, no, I don't. No. I, I, Lamar Jackson is most likely going to win this. Uh, he might win by the biggest margin we've seen in a decade. Oh, that's, but, that's but, exaggeration. The problem with the Heisman is it's become more of a popularity contest. There you go. Than it Thanks. has been a uh, the most the best player in the game. It's, it's become it's popularity. About, it's about who's the most exposed player. Who's the most exposed good player instead of the best player. Because you could have a great player on a mid-level team, and they don't get any kind of recognition compared to the big boys that are at the big-time colleges. I mean, that's 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 the story. Anyway, let's uh, wrap it up here on the Cuzcast. Uh, you can interact with us on Facebook and Twitter, and don't forget to follow us on Podbean. Uh, Justin, uh, explain more about this uh, pick'em contest that you seem to have dreamed up. Oh, absolutely. I'm so excited for this. 
I want all of our listeners and tell all your friends we have a bull pick'em contest here on Yahoo. So log into Yahoo, do the college bull pick'em, and then enter the member ID two 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 four. The password is Husker Cuzcast, and then you can make your picks, your bull picks, and try your knowledge against the Cuzes. Again, the member ID is 2224, password is Husker Cuzcast, all one word, lowercase. Do it and uh, see if you can beat us. And you know what? If you can beat the Cousins, we'll send you a Husker Cuzcast koozie because we got plenty. <laughs> I hate that, the truth. Uh, thank you, Justin. And uh, thank you for listening, uh, audience. Uh, we'll see you next Wednesday. Uh, so for Justin, Derek, and Tyler, this is Patrick saying, we got to bounce. Good luck to the Husker volleyball team against Penn State on Friday. We're in the Sweet 16. We have a chance to repeat. So let's go, Huskers. Beat those Nittany Lions and go big red. <laughs> go big red. <laughs>